Hi and welcome to Blogging Business Owner. This is your co-host Chaitanya. And this is your co-host Anna. And today we are going to be talking with you about our growth strategy. Just so you know, some of the links that we'll be using are affiliates. And so if you use them, you will be helping out. So as you know, we started our business in January of 2021 and then had to quickly pause the business for about two months for an unexpected break. So from March to April, we've been able to grow our account at a very high rate and have had a lot of success on social media and also on our WordPress site with page views and sessions. Also monetization. I think most bloggers are expected to make their first $5 by the first six months and we made over $20 within our first two months. And so we're very proud of that and a lot of that has to do with the promotion and how we have leveraged social media to increase our traffic and nurture our community. So today we're going to be sharing our growth strategy as far as social media, content, technical, and also self-care. Now, these are complementary strategies that have grown our business and gave us a larger and more engaged audience. Armed with these, you will be able to market your business and provide it as much needed boost. Let's start with social media. So like all bloggers, we have a marketing plan too because we don't hold a big name and we're now developing our brand voice we do have to aggressively market the content on on social media and on other platforms so with multiple platforms uh, we were able to connect and enjoy the content of many fellow bloggers and we saw how each one could diversify their content to meet their audience on each platform so we want to talk a little bit about how we've diversified our social media strategy amongst several platforms that we're on. So for example, on Twitter, Twitter is best known for its text space, and it's very much about keeping it short and keeping it snappy. Now we post on Twitter three times a day and focus on different aspects. It's on blog posts, podcasts, and show notes. Also our newsletter we post. Now with the launch of Fleets, I have posted once every day since the podcast launched in late February. And Fleets are available to my followers and create opportunity for already engaged members to receive continuous content. Fleets are not only made for sharing the highlights of your day, but they can also be considered a marketing channel. I have been posting on Fleets, but I, I haven't noticed if they're driving any traffic at all. But we still post on Fleets as often as we post on Stories. Next social media platform that we want to talk to you about is Instagram. Instagram is primarily used for influencer-based marketing, which is used by people who have certain type of influence and they want to promote some products and services on Instagram. As a user of Instagram, it may seem really simple to do, but it's actually like pretty complicated. There's a lot of things that you could do on Instagram. Some of the things that we do on Instagram is reels. We try and post every day on reels with a video and some music on the background, which has a call to attention to our followers. This usually gets us about like 30 views per video every day. Other thing that we use on Instagram is stories. So just like reels, we post here uh, at least once a day. And these stories help our audience to engage with our content and they get a chance to keep up to date with our latest content. It's, it's like they get to see some news from us. 
Yeah, just like Chaitanya was mentioning, everything, every time we post on stories, we also post on reels and we have increased that frequency to about twice a day. And that has helped our, our views and, and the amount of audience that we, that we usually generate. The feed posts are generated multiple times a day. And I know that feed posts is not what Instagram is pushing right now, but it is a great way to be discovered. And IGTVs every week, and the IGTV is a recording of the podcast. Those usually are about 45 minutes, but we've been recording longer sessions now. And so we speed them up to be able to fit into a one hour reel. So overall, we found that Instagram is very effective. Within our first two months, we were able to break that 100 follower milestone. And we love connecting with people on the platform because we tend to find very creative bloggers on the platform and that we can connect with. Instagram does lean towards having physical products. And we don't have any physical products at the moment, but we do plan to have them soon. And so we are cultivating our Instagram audience. Now, Pinterest drives a ton of traffic uh, to our blog out of all the social medias that what we noticed so far is that Pinterest will drive the most amount of traffic and with new traffic means new audiences and which in turn translates to better brand engagement and increase in revenues and more chances to make sales. So Pinterest, we post pins every day, multiple times a day, and it's always fresh. At least one of those pins are fresh pins every day. And this can be ranging from a stagnant pin to a video. And then we post story pins at least twice a day, if not more. And every time we post on stories, we also post on story pins. And we usually get a lot of engagement through those. Some of our earlier pins got about 10,000 impressions. Right now we're sitting on 80,000 and we are over the 100 follower mark. The next platform that we use for our social media marketing is Reddit. We usually create a thread or a post on Reddit once a week where some of the fellow bloggers or some of our fellow audience engages with us on these threads and it's a really interactive session that helps us build some brand equity out there. This engagement I think is pretty good. We get to learn a lot from our Reddit posts. This Reddit community uh, of bloggers is pretty unique and we get to learn from other bloggers about different growth opportunities that are available. And while it may not be one of the best platforms to be used for social media marketing, it is a great way to access similar creators who are like us, bloggers, and they might be future guests on our blog or we could be future guests on their blog. Now, Quora is similar to Reddit, uh, but we have found more success with Reddit. Quora is, I think they have some guidelines that I don't fully understand, but posting your link too many times can seem as spam. And so we, we're still learning how to use Quora, but it, it definitely does have its credibility built in. The next is TikTok, and we post on TikTok daily and read do have the link in bio set up so that we can see how many people are coming in from TikTok and then link in bio is hooked up with Google Analytics. So far, we haven't seen any traffic come in from TikTok. And I think that's because, you know, the platform is really effective and most people like to stay on the platform. Uh, so we do post on TikTok, but so far we don't see any traffic coming from it. 
Snapchat is almost the same. I don't have any followers on Snapchat and I haven't had any success on publishing on Spotlight. I know that they do look at the content before posting and I feel like they really want someone to be in front of the camera. And so I have pulled back on producing or publishing any content on Snapchat. However, I do recognize that the platform is optimized for physical products and they have excellent customer service. So as a business, the first day that I signed up for Snapchat, they gave me a phone call and they asked if I if they could help me in any way. That was super helpful. And then I attended a webinar where they explained the different features that we have as business owners. And I got some credit to be able to apply to future advertisement or promotion. So I think they have a really great model, but right now we don't have a physical product. And so I think that's what's holding us behind in engagement on Snapchat right now. Uh, but if you are a Snapchat user and you want to connect, all the links are, are, and all these links are on the blog post. The next platform that we use for uh, social media marketing is YouTube. Uh, we generally post on YouTube once a week. Uh, and the post is a video or like an audio video of our podcast that you can listen to. We usually get about tens of views on the platform for each of our videos. They have recently launched something similar to Instagram stories on their platform. We are planning to post twice a day on YouTube stories as part of our growth strategy. Yeah, YouTube shorts are very similar to stories. And and you're right, we do post frequently on there. I haven't seen a lot of success coming from YouTube Shorts. Um, it's mostly bots who are commenting, so it's it's not really populating. And even if I go on my app, I don't see our Shorts pop up. So I don't think that they're populating right now. But at the same time, it's a new feature that YouTube has come out with. And so hopefully, maybe the algorithm will later on shift to our type of content. And the last uh, social media or sort of social media is Tailwind Communities. So on Tailwind, we post at least one once per week. And so we engage with Tailwind communities at least once per week and post every day. And I think Tailwind communities have helped us, though I, I don't exactly know how much. Maybe we could, you know, analyze that a little bit closer. But I do feel like it does help even a little bit, at least with resharing your pins and getting to know new bloggers. I, I know that I feel comfortable looking at content when it comes from Tailwind because I know that there is some sort of, you know, management and sorting system where I'm not going to consistently be running into landing pages. And so that's always helpful. And, and that's another strategy that we use. Now, the last strategy that we've been using is going on other creators' websites and commenting. I know that this isn't really a social media per se, but it has helped with forming relationships and being able to connect with other bloggers by every time I go into their website, going to the bottom and commenting on their blog post or on their site themselves. It's really helped. I don't know how many of those actually return back to our website, but I, I know that when someone commented on my on one of my posts, I went and I followed her and, and we've been, you know, able to communicate online. And now for a break, stay with us. Hey, it's Anna. And the newsletter is open right now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. My newsletter is the most comprehensive service for blogging business owners. Each week, the newsletter focuses on strategies, features, and the benefits for online businesses. The Blogging Business Owner newsletter is the number one way that I get to connect with you each week. 
Having the newsletter is what drives traffic to my site every single day. So dive in now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. Bloggingbusinessowner.com slash N-E-W-S-L-E-T-T-E-R. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. Hey, it's Anna, and I want to personally invite you to try the ConvertKit free plan. It's time to tackle email marketing the right way. Go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash ConvertKit. ConvertKit will help you start your mailing list in no time. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash ConvertKit. Hosting your website just got easier. With Cloudways, I was able to set up my website in no time. Their easy-to-navigate features make hosting a website a breeze. So stop by bloggingbusinessowner.com slash Cloudways for your free three-day trial. Bloggingbusinessowner.com slash C-L-O-U-D-W-A-Y-S. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash Cloudways. Now let's talk about content strategy on Blogging Business Owner. So on Blogging Business Owner, we do like to respond to all of our comments and we do try to lift up voices that have come up with feedback for our website. Thank you so much again for all of the feedback that you have provided. It really does help and we're excited to to learn from you as well. So as far as our blog posts, the frequency of our blog posts is about one time per week. We have started to post some bonus articles, which I think are helpful. Uh, but we, it's too early to tell with the analytics. I know that we're preparing to post consistently twice per week starting in August. And so that's something that we're, uh, we're going to start to do. And within the posts, we do make a difference between pillar posts and supporting posts. So with pillar posts, we usually write about 5,000 words and we go through the SEO like Yoast and also the, the website itself to be able to tag and say that that should be recognized as a pillar post. The article length is about 3,000 words um, if it's not a pillar post, but I think that may go down just because we're going to start focusing more on answering more questions and and doing more tutorials and step-by-steps. So I think that will be dropping some, but it's usually about 3,000 words. And our images... We don't use a ton of images, but we have been embedding our podcast link, YouTube, and uh, whatever image we use or media that we use, we, we like to incorporate alt text and captions in it as well. So I think that has been helping with the organic and direct traffic. So apart from blog posts, we have been creating content audio content and publishing it as podcasts. We find that podcast is a good way to communicate with your audience and communicate some ideas in a better way as compared to the blog posts. That's why we have a supporting blog post with all our podcasts too. We usually publish our podcasts mainly through Anchor and these podcasts are then published by Anchor to other podcast platforms such as Google Podcasts, Spotify and the others. I think a big part of our success has been the dedication that we put into the website. So every weekend we sit down for 30 minutes each day and we do look at impacts of the website. So sometimes we might look at, most recently we looked at how to fix the Twitter cards so that they show up. Other times we look at load speed. 
Sometimes we look at cookies. So we look at different areas of the website that need to be taken care of. And I think those regular maintenance sessions have really helped us to stay afloat. I think that there is a lot more to learn, but so far I think just making sure that we're engaged with keeping up with the website has been advantageous to our growth. Let's talk a little bit about self-care. So we did talk about all this emphasis that we've been putting. And I think that for people who are new bloggers, they're listening and thinking, oh my goodness, that is so much, especially for being their second month of blogging. And and it really is. Yeah, it's a ton. And, and we don't have a previous blog, so it has been a learning curve. And, and I'm so glad that, you know, we've been able to achieve this much so far. But a big part of that is our self-care strategy as well, because we also need to find time and we've made time to be able to connect with one another and to be offline um, and be able to reflect on what we are doing with our business. So for us, it's really important to celebrate everything that we've accomplished so far. And there's so many milestones, but after releasing the first podcast, we earned, or the first podcast episode, we earned one cent on February 17. And I remember we jumped out of bed and we were just so happy because we had made one cent. And it was such a great feeling. And I I really treasure those times when, you know, we're able to celebrate. It's inevitable that you're that we are all going to have downfalls or just moments of hardship in our business and those are going to come. So it's really important to celebrate all of the wins so that they can overshadow those um, challenging um, parts of the business. Taking breaks is also like quite an important self-care strategy when you're working on your blog. It is easy to get too overwhelmed when you're working with your own blog and doing all the things like social media marketing, writing the posts, editing the posts, creating the pins, all that stuff. So it can get overwhelming. So you need to recognize that you need to take some breaks during the day when you work. It might be something like you sip a coffee, you make some food and have some great food or you go out for a swim. That's what we do. Uh, We love swimming. So it can be anything that you love and cherish and that will give you a good boost to your day. I know taking breaks can be hard, especially when you have a content schedule made and you want to stick to that schedule and get things done. But over the long period, if you want to stay consistent and be successful at what you're doing, you need to take breaks and recognize that taking breaks is going to help you maintain that consistency for a longer while and will help you prevent burnout. So it's important to take break. In addition to breaks, we also have a practice of self-nurturing. So throughout the day, we do appreciate what's going on in our day. So for example, we've been practicing mindfulness, and that's helpful. We've also practiced intuitive eating so that we are savoring every part of our meal and being thankful for that. Uh, For me especially, it's sometimes... I do get caught up with my work and I can get intense focus for hours and hours and hours. And just it's not it's not healthy. And I recognize that. And so I put on a reminder on my phone and it reminds me to, you know, think about if I'm hungry, if I'm thirsty or to say an affirmation that could help me, you know, through just appreciate what I'm doing at that time. And I think those have been really helpful for me. So if you're like me and you get, you know, intensely focused, these short little appreciations are, they really do go a long way and they don't take away from your work. 
Now, we do suffer from imposter syndrome from time to time. I think overall, we've been confident in what we're doing, and we know that this is good work and that it is helping people. But sometimes imposter syndrome does set in. And our biggest tip here is reflection. Looking back and seeing, you know, learning from any errors, minimizing the impact of of negative thinking, and listening to ourselves. We're very lucky to have each other and to be a strong support system as we're able to lean on each other for bouncing ideas or even sharing the workload. That has been really helpful. And the amount of stress that as a blogger, you experience daily uh, can worsen your mental health. So that's why managing your stress level is really important. So if you're a type of person that constantly struggles and worries about deadlines, it's time to take care of yourself so that your mental health doesn't suffer as well. So now while working with your own blog, you may come across some questions such as, what does a blogging business owner weekend look at like? I think everybody's weekend looks a little bit different, um, especially with their business model. For us, it's a lot about, you know, posting on YouTube, downloading content and creating content on Canva, uh, making sure that we're repinning on Tailwind communities, uh, recording our podcast, writing blog posts, editing, proofreading, drafting captions, engagement, and posting on feeds. And so I think weekends are very hectic for bloggers overall, um, especially for people who who work a full-time job and can only dedicate some days out of the work week to the blog and, and mostly focus on the weekends. So right now we are about three months ahead with content, um, but a lot of it needs to be fleshed out and we're going so fast that a lot of it needs to be re-edited most of the time. But, you know, I hope to increase that frequency of posting, you know, once a week and we've already mapped it out to start doing that in August. I'm super lucky to have a strong support system and, you know, every morning, like Chaitanya was saying, we go for a swim and on weekends we love going to grocery store and the beach and we love to take long scenic walks or just spend time together reading a book at home. And so connecting with you on different platforms like YouTube and social media is always such a pleasure. I I love learning from you. I love seeing what you're posting and, and that's also you know, a way to kind of step away from the business just a bit. I know that it's still work, but it is a way to appreciate what's happening around us. So that's what our weekend looks like. Oh, and and WordPress. Okay, so the next question is, I would like to start a blogging business. What should I do? So if you want to create a blogging business, it should be about a topic that you know a lot about and you're passionate about and also something that you have experience in or have some credentials in so that you would be able to put out really good content and engaging content that people actually want to subscribe to, want to follow and come back to again and again. There can be a lot of ideas based on the experience that you have and depending on the goals that you have. If it's something like creating an extra income, so if your goal is basically to have some extra income on the side, you might be good by picking a topic such as finance and start writing about it because it's usually one of the top topic preferences of the reading audience in the US. But 
If your goal is to create a community about a topic you love, your blog will look really different. So it has to be something that you're passionate about, something that you have a lot of experience in, something that you want to educate people about. That would be a different kind of blog. Our second to last question is, I have a website and an idea. What's next? Well, really focus on growing your email list. You can open a free account with ConvertKit and that will help you to start growing that email list. And so we we think that that would be the best next step to take is to open that account and make sure that you're putting it everywhere that is possible. So if you're putting it in your link in bio, do that, um, putting it on different parts of your website. I know that different people will say, or this is what I've heard overwhelmingly, is that you grow your email list by providing some type of freebie. I started doing that, I think the first month that we were blogging, and I was so stressed by adding free content to the free resource library. It just caused so much stress for me that I just decided to not do it. And I started to think back to the newsletters that I'm subscribed to and why I subscribe, genuinely subscribe to those newsletters. And it wasn't down to a freebie. It was down to content and what I was getting from those emails. So if you're providing value, I think that people are going to see that and they're going to want to sign up. So make sure that you're, you know, putting emphasis on your business, emphasis on what you're writing, your content, and that you're providing opportunities for people to sign up to get more content from you straight to their inbox. Another question that we encounter usually is my site visitors or audience do not engage with my website. What am I doing wrong? So if you notice that your site audience or your visitors are not engaging with your website, you may want to go and look at your analytics and look at various numbers such as your site load speed, your bounce rates and stuff like that. Once you have some of the basic numbers, over a period of time, you would be able to analyze what's going on and you would be able to make some changes. So suppose if you realize like there's low load times with your website. So load times means that someone's trying to access their website either on a phone, app, or maybe like a web desktop, but the website doesn't load as quickly as possible. And so when they are trying to get to your website, and they are trying to load your website, it doesn't load quickly. So that leads to a bad user experience and it's bound to make them like bounce away or click away from your website and not come back. So that may be one of the reasons that you are having some bounce rate or a loss of engagement there. Another important thing is that you got to look at your content quality. If, I mean, quality is pretty subjective, but it should be something that provides value to your audience. If your audience is not in sync with the value that you provide, they will not try and engage with your website because it's not valuable to them. Why should they come back to it? So you need to put out some valuable content and you need to get the right audience for that content. If you don't get the right audience, you can't put two and together. So that's what it is. You'll have to get content that is valued by your audience. Another thing to look at while um, looking at those numbers is to look at promotions. So there are different ways that you could go about promoting your website. One of the basic or organic ways to grow your website is to use SEO. But other than that, there's other things that you could do like social media marketing, choosing different social platforms, having things such as podcasts that will help build your content and build your audience. So there's different things that you can do to promote your website or market your website. 
you may want to choose something that's like that resonates with your style and that's something that you could commit to and put it out consistently because if you are not putting out content consistently your website's going to lose engagement over a period of time and that's it thanks for listening uh, we wanted to share our growth strategy with you um, we have a pretty new blog and We hope that this was informative. I think more than ever, this is important uh, for us to share because 2021, we're, you know, stepping into a new world now. Everybody understands the world a little bit differently. And more and more, you know, generations or, or our coming generations are all tech natives. And so they're learning how to navigate the website at a very young age. And that means that more and more people are posting. And so you have more and more competition. So starting a blog in 2021, it's definitely not too late. Um, you can still do it. You can still have success like we've enjoyed success. And But we do find a lot of value in sharing our, our experience with you. And we hope that you share your experience with us too um, by commenting on this blog post or connecting with us in any other way. So before we sign out, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating because it really, really helps. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. This is your co-host, Anna. And this is your co-host, Chaitanya. Thanks for taking the time, time out of your day to listen to us. I hope you have a wonderful day. So as you know, I have been in the podcasting space for some weeks now, and I have been very lucky to produce successful episodes. If you want to hear more episodes, go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast. Access the one stop to subscribe to your favorite platform and connect with us online. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast.